Hello and welcome to Worldwide Global News Podcast. In late breaking news, researchers at the National Archives have made an astonishing find. While doing a routine check of old Amazon boxes used to store artifacts, they came across some unpublished sonnets of William Shakespeare. Many were in various states of completion, but they did find an entire sonnet where the bard waxed eloquently about a man from Nantucket. Also discovered was an unknown early draft of the U.S. Constitution. Scholars were amazed at how heavily the Founding Fathers relied on emojis. However, all of that took a back seat when they came across an unusual radio show. It was the original episode for the Austin Hour. Each program of this short-lived series is considered a holy grail of radio. This particular show was originally aired from Vashon Island, Washington on The Voice of Vashon. It is remarkable in that the main guest, former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright, began a drinking contest with a host. Please enjoy this once-in-a-lifetime interview. Yeah, so flowers are basically the genitals of plants. Uh, I don't know why we put them in the middle of the table when we're trying to eat. I mean, you give a girl a bouquet of flowers, she says thanks. She's thanking you for plant genitals. This does not work with animals. I gave a dozen to a special lady friend on Valentine's Day. All of a sudden, I'm the weirdo. Yeah, go figure. Peter Piper punched a pickled pervert. So, what is that big red light? It's fairly annoying. On on the air? Who's on the air? Welcome to the Austin Hour, a show where 30 minutes feels like an hour. Hello, my name is Chris Austin, and I will be your host for the next half hour. You've probably never heard me on the radio. That's largely due to the fact I've never been on the radio. But I did get some training yesterday, and now I know the seven words you can't say on the radio. I didn't even know what half of them were, but now that I can't say them... You'll probably hear them all in the next half hour. Sometimes it's better just to be ignorant. Other than that, it's pretty much on-the-job trading here. And let me tell you, there are a lot of buttons in the studio. I had no idea. I'd like... Okay, I think I just said four of the seven words. I can't say. Sorry, that was me. Yeah, fumble fingers. Come back in. That, no, it's not an emergency. Wow, people are halfway out the door here. Uh, oh, where was I? Okay, so before you switch over to NPR and have to listen to all those fancy words, just know that I will be plagiarizing with the best of them. Now, ever since I started putting together this show, people have asked me, Hey, Chris, what's your show about? And I would explain in great detail that I haven't a clue. <laughs> yeah, uh, me again. Well, sorry. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to put that hand in my pocket. So, okay, sorry. <clears throat> where was it? Oh, so... Until inspiration strikes and I figure out what I'm doing, I intend to keep you, the listener, up to speed on news and information concerning every conceivable subject. To that end, I have printed out a copy of the Internet. And by the way, I have an extra bedroom full of printer cartridges if uh, anyone is interested. After I printed everything out, I put it in alphabetical order and I brought the whole thing into the studio, which now looks like an episode of Hoarders. My thought was that I would just start at the beginning and read until I found something interesting. So far, I have read over 3,000 articles on the aardvark. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot of buzz lately about aardvarks, so I'm just going to skip ahead here. Okay, okay, here's a good one from uh, the tech blog Gizmodo. Highest price things you can buy on Amazon. Let's see. First one here, kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, it's a pair of gray Adidas tennis shoes that are going for nearly a trillion dollars. Whoa. Well, they did get four and a half stars. Uh, they even have my size. So you know what? Uh, hold on, I'm just going to put this on my wish list. Now, shipping is an additional four ninety nine, and 
You know what? That kind of puts it out of my league. Now, this could be a typo, but it might be a bold new business strategy. Sell one and the whole company retires. So good luck with that, Adidas. What else we got? Uh, 17th century viola. Now, the viola, of course, is the chunkier but easier to date sister of the violin. This one comes in at a cool $169,000. I'm not a business guy, but if, if you haven't sold something in over 300 years... It's time to drop the price. Somebody was a little optimistic here. You have to remember 300 years ago, $169,000 was like all of the money in the world. Almost as bad as selling 10 shoes for a trillion dollars. Now, my concern here is there's only one picture and it shows the back of the viola. My guess is the other side has a, I don't know, Justin Bieber sticker or maybe somebody used it as a coaster. The problem is it's only after UPS chucks it on your porch that you're going to know for sure. I recommend caveat entering the hell out of it. Buy your beware. All right. <clears throat> here we have a little food item on the list. Uh, four pounds of Savruga caviar for $18,773. So for the price of a Corolla, you can have some unfertilized fish eggs. Yummy. Does not include a side order or drink. You can supersize for another $5,000. It does have overnight shipping, but I think at that price they'd uh, ship you to the caviar. I do have a bit of a confession here. Yeah, new guy mistake. I saw this caviar in the studio mini fridge and... I ate it. Yeah. Well, I didn't eat all of it. I took two bites and yow, was that salty? I just put the rest down at disposal. Save somebody some hypertension. So in my defense, there was no name on it. And that's kind of the unspoken rule of communal fridges, right? No name means fair game. I did leave some yogurt, so I hope we're cool. There you have it. Gifts for a special someone in your life. For instance, I don't know, radio host. That was Eine Kleine Nachtmusik by Mozart, A Little Night Music. Probably the most well-known piece of the composer, and I'm playing it because this year marks the 223rd year since his death. Kind of a weird anniversary. I don't know. What is that? Leather? Wood? Or what? It, what is it? Now, I was in the Mozart way before anybody else. This is when I was living in 18th century Austria, and I can tell you this. Eine Kleine Nachtmusik was this close to being called Inky Dinky Doo. So, you're welcome. You see, Mozart used to play in his parents' carriage house, and I would jam with him every now and then, a little collaboration. But like clockwork, he would quit in a huff, and then I'd see him a couple of weeks later. He'd be like, Chris, we are getting the orchestra back together. I need you on the harpsichord. And I'd say, Wolfgang, please. You know what's going to happen. The old boys will start dating the ex-girlfriend of the cellist. Words will be said. The woodwinds will get all puffed up. The string section will get wound too tight. Everybody quits. Happens every time. He said he'd even put me down as a co-writer if I came back. Ugh, I should have listened. The next year, he's in the Vienna Top 40. And before you know it, this Ina Kleine thing goes to number one. If I'd have stuck with him, I'd still be cashing those sweet royalty checks. But of course, back then, they were actual checks from royalty. You know what that sound means. It's time for, if it's not a fact, it should be the Austin Hour Trivia Game. The way the game works is at the beginning of the show, I will ask a question, and by the end of the program, I will go through all the correct answers, and if I pick your name, you'll be the winner. Unless I happen to know who you are, and then you could be the winner, or maybe not. As always, the winning prize is based on my ability to pay, and if I had a bad day at the track... Don't expect a lot. Your answer should be emailed to me. And today's question is, what is the largest known herb? Once again, 
What is the largest known herb? Good luck to you all, and we'll have the answer at the end of the show. Before we get too far along in the show, I'd like to announce that we have a guest tonight. Her name is Madeline Albright, and I believe she's the woman who does the Wendy's hamburger commercial, so that should be fun. Uh, what? Uh, okay, I'm being told that Madeline Albright is the first female Secretary of State. Yeah, I don't know. I still think it's a Wendy's hottie. Either way, it should be a good interview, so please stay tuned. While we have a little time here, I'd like to get something off my chest. When I agreed to come on The Voice of Vashon, one of my big concerns was, could they meet my contract? Basically myself. And they couldn't. Let's be honest. Uh, Voice of Vashon, small station. I'm a big star. High school graduate. The complete package, really. So in order to get on board, there had to be a few compromises. A few people had to be let go, which was kind of awkward. First day of work, you meet somebody new as you're cleaning out their desk. And if that pregnant lady is uh, listening, I want you to know I'm going to be fine. I, I clearly see that you were upset that you couldn't work with me, um, but don't worry. I'm a survivor. Another compromise we had to make was we will be airing commercials during my show to cover my salary. But not to worry. I have vetted a lot of different vendors and have chosen a classy high-end retailer. Hey-wee. How y'all doing? My name's Jim, and this is my wife, Junebug. And we own Jim and Junebug's Luxury Goods and Lawnmower Repair Emporium. We are located in beautiful downtown Vachon. Does your mower just bend grass instead of cut it? Then come on in and I'll make your blade job while we make you look sharp with some of those dark outside eyeglasses by Googie. You need some small hand purse to tote your things? We have them by the bucket load. If you buy two coach hand pouches for the low, low price of $3,500 each, we'll throw in. Gently use push mower. After a hard day of mowing, why take a shower? When you can just spray on some Channel 5 Smell Pretty Water. We got regular and tall boy sizes. Starting at $700. And we just got in a new shipment of Louis Vuitton duffel bags. Price to move for $1,760. Perfect to haul away your half-priced pot and soil. Or that big bag of hunting pet chicken feed. And if you don't want raised chickens, come on down and see our eggs. We got chicken eggs, duck eggs, and Fabergé eggs. Come on down to our showroom and see all our beautiful finds. You'll be glad you did. All right. That was Jim and Junebug's Luxury Goods and Lawnmower Repair Emporium. Good people. I hope you'll take some time to go see them. I know they gave me a great deal on some spark plugs and a Rolex watch. Since this is a new show, I've got a few issues I need to address before we get too far along. First off, I need to come up with a really cool celebrity name, a brand. I know this is the Austin Hour and I'm Chris Austin, but are people going to know that I'm associated with the show? Are they going to make that connection? I don't know. I can't take that chance. So as I was putting the show together, I asked my friends and family to send me their suggestions on nicknames. And I have them right here, so I thought I'd see what they sent. Okay, first one is... T-Bone. T-Bone. Yeah, I'm more of a ground check guy than a T-Bone. What else we got? Uh, how about Scooter? Uh, don't we already have a Scooter here at the studio? Scooter McCabe? Is that it? Okay, it's next one here. Muffin Top. You know, I had that nickname for the longest time. It took me forever to get rid of it. So I think I'll pass on the Muffin Top. Now, here are a couple from my niece. She recommends either Sapphire or Chrysanthemum. Apparently, my niece thinks I'm her aunt and that I'm a stripper. Okay, let's see. I know this one because of the horrible handwriting. This is from my mom. I can barely read it. Her suggestion is Pleases Top. No, wait a minute. That's Please stop. Mom, if you don't stop it, I'm going to totally move out of the basement. I am not kidding this time. You're always trampling on my dreams. One more here. We can't end on that one. Okay, this one is Cheese Weasel. Okay, you know what? Uh, let's just put the nickname 
on the back burner. Now, the other thing I wanted to address on the program is getting some good theme music. At first, I was going to go with the theme from Shaft, as it was sung by Barking Dogs. Kind of worried about royalties and whatnot. So I am now using some free music I found on the internet. I believe it's a soundtrack from a 1970s porno. Pretty sweet stuff. I think you'll agree. But I think we can do better. Since I've been a radio celebrity for, what, uh, 20 minutes? I figure it's time to start asking favors. So I thought I'd approach Billy Joel and ask him to compose something for my show. He hasn't had the chance to meet me yet, but I'm pretty sure he'd be happy to do this. So I wrote him an email, and I'm going to send it, but I thought I'd share it with you first. Dear Billy Joel, yo dog, you see, you have to know how to talk like a celebrity. I've been a big fan of your music since forever. My favorite songs are White Wedding and Dancing With Myself. I thought since we are colleagues in the entertainment industry, I might ask you to do me a solid and write some theme music for my show. I think you've been writing music long enough that you must have a few extra notes hanging around. Ha ha. You have to convince him I'm a legitimate entertainer with zingers like that. I need something that highlights my striking good looks, intellect, and irresistible virility. If you could make it seem that I'm a little taller, that would be cool too. If you could send it to me for my review before next week's show, I'll be sure and give you a shout out on the program. Now, I don't actually have Billy Joel's email, but I'm guessing it's either Joel or bjoel at aol.com. So... Click and send, and there it goes. Okay, we'll see what he says. The management here keeps telling me, well, all of us really, that we need to do everything we can to keep the FCC. And apparently now it's my turn. So, FCC, you've been working out? Because you were looking fine, my friend. You were like, what? Oh, I just need to read a public service announcement? Whew, what a relief. I mean, they don't call it the federal casting couch or nothing. Am I right? So what do I need to read? Okay, announcement from the Ad Council. All right, let me just get in my announcer voice here. The following message is from your Ad Council. Remember, if you can't decide whether to add or subtract, please contact your local Ad Council. America, have you ever asked yourself, what do I do with all these leftover intestines? Not to worry, the Ad Council is there to help. For example, if you are German, you can fill those tissue tubes with spices and various beef products. A case of beer makes it a meal. And if you're Scottish, you can fill those flesh pipes with spices, vegetables, and organ meat. A pint of scotch makes it a meal. And if you're from the Deep South, you simply unfill your intestines and boil it. A ceramic jug with three X's on the side makes it a meal. While eating these food products, the Ad Council recommends you try not to think about what the intestines were doing before they became leftovers. Did you just buy a viola for $169,000? Well, the Ad Council thinks you're an idiot. However, if you broke a string while playing Inky Dinky Doo, don't despair. Catgut strings are a perfect replacement. Catgut can also be used as sutures after you bang your head against the wall because you just broke your $169,000 viola. And for those hipsters out there that want to go old school with birth control, just do like that lovable Lothario Casanova and turn intestines into condoms. Yes, the famous Italian lover was a huge fan of this reusable love glove, which means you won't be filling up the landfill. The proceeding has been a message from the Ad Council. The Ad Council. Adding. That's all we do. Wow. Reusable condoms. Bet that makes for an awkward moment at the laundromat. It's bad enough when you leave a sock in the dryer. Here on Vashon, we are always fighting an uphill battle with invasive species, be it plants, animals, or Californians. But our problems pale in comparison to our friends outside Bogota, Colombia. BBC World Services reports hippos are a growing problem in the South American country. It started in the 1980s with Pablo Escobar, a drug lord so wealthy, Forbes magazine listed him as one of the 10 richest people in the world. Apparently, one day, on the back porch of his massive ranch, Pablo said, This place needs more hippos. I don't know if he really said that. It's just supposition on my part. But no matter what he said, four hippos, three females and one male, 
got an all-expense-paid trip from Africa to South America. Well, it turns out the hippos lasted longer than the drug lord. And now the original animals have grown to well over 60 and have been found as far as 150 miles away from their original location. I think the real loser here is the taper. You'll remember the taper as a hog-like animal with a little tiny trunk. You know what? I just figured out why my ex-wife called me Taper Man. That hurts. Anyway, I can imagine Mr. Taper walking down the riverbank saying, Who's the biggest animal in South America? This guy. Nope. That guy. That also must make for some interesting calls to pest control out there. Yeah, hi, is this Terminex? Yeah, I wonder if you could sell one of you guys out here. I got a little pest problem. Yeah, it's a 6,000-pound herbivore in my yard. No, no, it's not a rhino. <laughs> How weird would that be, huh? No, it's a hippo. When did I first notice him? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a month ago? I was out fishing, and uh, it bit my boat in half. Yeah. I knew we had a big one, and everything seemed fine until we got it up to the boat and tried to get it in the net. They really don't like nets, the hippos. Oh, totally. I have been round and round with State Farm. Typical insurance company stuff. Pay and pay and pay. And the first time you say a hippo bit your boat in half, they want pictures. Anyway, I thought they would migrate through like the geese, but these guys seem to be sticking around. Oh yes, I would definitely classify them as a nuisance. Well, for one thing, they're chasing the kids on their way to school. And you know, with those backpacks on, you can't sprint for very long. And just like the geese, we got a problem with poop in the yard. I have to use a snowblower to get rid of it. Neighbors are kind of ticked. Now, as much as I'd like you to think that I'm responsible for the entire show, I do have help. Here at the studio, we have an executive gopher. He does 101 different jobs. And one of those jobs is to book interesting people for me to interview. Otherwise, I would just have hot babes on the show and try to impress them. Management thinks the show should not be my personal dating service. And that's why nobody likes management. I don't know his real name, but everyone calls him No Show. And I hope that's an ironic rather than perfect nickname. For today's interview, he booked Madeline Albright. And much to my disappointment, it was not the hot Wendy's gal. Now, generally, he does a good job of putting these interviews together. However, this time, he did make one mistake. And I'll put it down to working with an industry giant like myself. So I have forgiven. The problem is, he forgot to turn on her microphone. So you only hear my side of the conversation. I'm still going to play because I'm assuming everyone is tuning in just to hear my questions anyway. So here goes my interview with Madeline Albright. Welcome, Madeline. Please have a seat. Now, you've probably never sat across a microphone from a big celebrity like myself. Just wondering if you have any questions for me. No? Nothing? Really? Okay, fine. We'll make this all about you then. My assistant has given me your biography, and I'd like to share it with our listeners before we move on. Nothing? Really? Not at one question. Okay. Let's see here. PhD from Columbia University, blah, 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 ambassador to the United Nations, whoop-de-doo, secretary of state, words, 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 highest ranking, whatever. Okay. Those are facts, probably, but I wanted to know the real Madeleine Albright. So I went on Facebook, and I found someone named M. Albright, which I'm assuming. And it looks like you paid your way through college as a bartender. Now that is impressive. I wanted to see if you still had the bartending chops, so I brought in some booze and a few tools of the trade. So why don't you make me your favorite? Wow. That was amazing. Yes, indeed. Cheers. Oh, oh, okay. We're, we're drinking the whole thing. Okay. I thought it was more of a sipping drink, but okay. Really, you became a bartender when you caught the eye of the bar owner by coming in first in a wet t-shirt contest. Well, I didn't find that on Wikipedia. Okay, let's get down to business here. President Clinton nominates you to be the first female Secretary of State. That's pretty cool. Now, did he just pluck you out of the steno pool? Were you the fastest typist? Were you good at dictation? What, what, what really happened there? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have just Googled what the Secretary of State is, and oh, that was way off. Woo! Color me stupid. Uh, oh, you agree. Okay. Really? What? Okay, I'll take that. Fine. Listeners, Madam Secretary here has made up a drinking game. Every time I say something stupid, we will drink. Okay? Game on. So, Secretary of State. Well, which state was it? Was it Florida? D.C.? What was it? Oh, 
That's a stiff drink. Anyway, uh, I have a confession to make. All this time when I would hear your name, I thought people were saying, Madeline, all right. Like, Madeline, all right. But that's not the case. I figure you were just one of those people who went by one name, you know, like Cher or Bozo. I'm going to jump in here and stop playing the interview. At this point, uh, Madeleine Albright goes into her childhood events to form her character. Untold diplomatic stories like when the United States almost bombed the crap out of Luxembourg. But I think you'll agree, pretty boring stuff. So I'm just going to skip ahead to the good parts of the interview. I understand you brought your speech that you gave to the Joint Session of Congress on your last day as Secretary of State. And by all accounts, it's a very powerful and moving speech. So I have it queued up here. Now let's give it a listen. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Me again. How the hell does this keep happening? Let's see here. Well, it looks like I corrupted your file and that was your only copy. Okay. Madam Secretary has said two more of the seven words you can't say on the radio and I'm very sorry. Let me make you a drink. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying South Korea is our ally and North Korea is the bad guys? Okay. When did this switch? Because it's never been like that. Okay, I can do this. <laughs> okay, so you were instrumental formulating policy during the Bosnian War. <laughs> Will you stop making that face? <laughs> what? Are you serious? Okay, hand me the soda water. Woohoo! Yeah! Voice of Vasho's first wet t-shirt contest. Oh yeah, that's right. Shake that policymaker. Oh my. Okay, well, that's the last word of the seven. We did it. <laughs> That's got to be some kind of record. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me get a trash can. Wait, wait, wait. There you go. There you go. All right, let it all out. I'll hold your hair back. Whew. Hey, no show. Yeah, can you uh, take Madame Albright over here to the supply closet and let her sleep it off? Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me get a picture. Okay, that sound means it's time to answer our trivia question. Once again, the question was, what is the largest known herb? Unfortunately, no one answered it correctly. The answer the judges were looking for was Herb O'Keefe of Winnetka, Illinois. At 6 feet 11 inches tall, he is the largest known herb. As with all contestants on the Austin Hour, anyone submitting an incorrect answer will get nothing and like it. However, while no one answered correctly, I'd like to share with you a few of the wrong answers. For instance, someone answered Alaska. Okay, that is the largest state, not the largest herb. Someone else said, what is sagebrush? That is wrong on a few levels. First off, this is not Jeopardy, and you do not have to put your answer in the form of a question. And second, sagebrush is a shrub that grows in arid climates, not a herb. And someone else answered Potato, and in parentheses, you are a farty pants. And there you have it, answers from the Austin Hour fan base. That's about all the time we have. Let me just check and see if I got anything from Billy Joe. Nope, I must be still working on it. So I'd like to thank you for listening. And finally, I will leave you with some advice my mother gave me. Chris, she'd say, if you're average, it means you're trying too hard. Goodbye, everyone. Wow. Madam Albright could really knock him back. Well, I hope you enjoyed the Worldwide Global News Podcast. If so, please subscribe if you haven't already and tell your friends about us. That would really help out my little endeavor here. Be sure to visit us at WorldwideGlobalNews.com. Goodbye for now.